TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, back here in the Extra Point Show, Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Sean McDermott just spoke a little while ago to the media in the Bills Media Room down here at One Bills Drive. Okay, Joe, interesting nugget. Justin Shorter. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting Justin Shorter to come out here and, oh, my God, you know, and he's, he's, an, he's Justin Jefferson, right? But let's just go back to the conversation we had. <clears throat> A while, you know, right before that, which is about the wide receivers, what this team is missing. Do, is this a window into maybe the Bills feel like they need something else? And Justin Shorter, hey, he's been on IR all year. IR all year. We, he was a mid-round pick. We really liked him. He's been healthy. Now's the time. We're going to open the practice window and see, as Sean McDermott said, what he's learned, what he can do. I wonder, because this could be two, one of a few things here. It could be just really... They just wanted to get some work in. They did this last year, maybe, with Isaiah Hodgins, and he never actually came back. Mm-hmm. Like, Isaiah Hodgins had his window open. He never actually came back. And it was last year. might have been the year before. And it's just to get him some work before the end of the year. It could also be, let's do it now, because if we do have an injury, at least the guy's been ramping up for a couple of weeks. Or, Joe, it could be, you know what? We need something different. Can this kid give it to us? Yeah, that's what I wonder. Can he give, a, can he give us what Gabe Davis gave us in his rookie season, where he wasn't starting? Although we started a couple games, I think when John Brown got hurt. Um, but it was more of, hey, just contribute. And Davis, when he showed up right away, it was down the field. And that is something we talked about earlier. And I wonder if they're hoping Shorter can give them that. He's kind of an interesting prospect. This is, again, where I almost want to compare him to Davis. In that you look at the 40 time and go, oh, four five five. I mean, that's not a burner. It's not someone you think of for down the field speed, but then when I pull up any draft profile, like I I pulled up three. Here's one. Lance Zerline from NFL.com. Big and long with the build-up speed and skill set to attack defenses with intermediate and deep routes. I mean, if you watch this highlight reel from Florida when we saw when the Bills drafted him, it was stuffed down the field. So, I don't know that he'll even dress for the Bills, but yeah, my first thought was Will they just throw him out there at one point just to see if he can give them something that they're not getting, which would be down the field for me? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And again, I mean, this will be Wednesday. Is he going to be activated for the Dallas Cowboys game? Most likely not. He might not even be next week. Uh, But he might not be at all, like I said. But maybe this is a, are they trying to get something from, you know, out of this group from someone they don't have right now? And 
maybe Justin Shorter's that guy. If you remember, too, I think when he was drafted, you might say this in there, Joe, wasn't he the number one high school recruit in the country when he came out and he went to the University of Florida? I think he might have been. I, like, sounds, this kid has, like, a really right. good pedigree. Yeah, that so- sounds – he was one of the – yeah. Something – Either if he was first or second, like he was above guys that went in like the first round is what I remember reading. No doubt. All right, let's uh, head out to the West Her hotline right now. We're going to be joined by Eric Chiafalo, and I hope I say Eric's name right there. He can let me know, but he is uh, over on 103, 105.3 The Fan, our Odyssey sister station in Dallas covering the Cowboys, and Eric joins us right now. Eric, it's Sal and Joe here in Buffalo. I hope I said your last name right. You absolutely nailed it, boys. Sal, Joe, great to be on with you, fellas. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you for joining us here today. Um, what time? Are you guys here at Central Time over there? You're not Mountain, right? What time is it over there? Yeah, we're, we're Central Time in this bad boy. So I know you uh, you East Coasters got to stay up and get very little <laughs> sleep on those late-night games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our yeah, Sabres play at, been 10, a... at 10 o'clock. There's oh, zero, yeah, zero right. percent chance of staying up for that. <laughs> yeah, I would have I would have no shot. My brother moved to Denver. He's on that mountain time, and he he yep. says that's the that's the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. He says that's the sweet spot where he's getting kickoffs at uh, at eleven o'clock on uh, you know the early slate, and then he's he's asleep by nine thirty or whatever after Sunday night football. I'm like, damn, that might be the best one. Yeah, actually, that's where the Sabres are tonight. They're in Denver. They're uh, on a West Coast trip, so they play the Colorado Avalanche tonight. And, of course, thank you for this, Eric, our chance to give you a give us a plug here that the game will be right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 uh, tonight, Sabres and Avalanche. All right, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys and really this team, the way they've been playing. They can arguably be maybe the best team in the league right now, maybe them or the San Francisco 49ers. Either way, what's been going so right for them, especially since their bye week a few weeks ago? Man, you hit it since the bye week. It's a different football team, and we're all here locally trying to figure out who who gets credit for the the obvious and clear change uh, philosophically when it comes to the offense. The offense was it was it was sputtering. It was boring. It had Dak Prescott throwing uh, what felt like inches at a time. It looked like old noodle arm Drew Brees on his uh, you know final year or two just throwing the ball quick and throwing it short and there was no explosive plays and it was just it was ugly and we thought we were doomed after that shellacking by the Niners it's like okay this is going to be a tough season uh and then something happened a light bulb came on um I don't know exactly like I said who gets the credit for it but uh certainly McCarthy ends up getting credit for at least you know agreeing that hey whatever the offense was doing uh you know for the first few weeks of the season not working let's pivot to something a little bit more forward thinking a little bit more new age and now when you look at the Cowboys offense you see the same types of things you see with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco or McDaniel in Miami or you know uh, name that guy uh, who is doing it right here offensively these days you get the motion they're not worried about just running the ball on first and second down and then having Dak bail them out on third and longs you're seeing the you know a lot of play action passes the route combinations bunch of different personnel groupings. I mean, it is literally, it looks like a completely different offense uh, now than what it did before the bye week. So I think that's the big thing. And now Dak is willing to use his legs. He's, he's willing to buy time and, 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 you know, go off script a little bit. He's stealing first downs with his legs again. So he's kind of back to being his confident self. CeeDee Lamb is a monster. And, uh, you know, Brandon Cooks is now coming along like the guy you thought he was going to be. And then this Jake Ferguson at tight end is, is turning into a super V. So 
all of those combined is, is making this offense rock and roll, and that is far and away the, the biggest key since the bye week. Yeah, he he is basically the co-favorite. Depends where you look. Some places he's like barely behind Brock Purdy for the MVP odds. I got him a couple weeks ago, Eric, at plus seven hundred. So uh, I, I'm not. Don't want him. Is there some way I can get him to not beat the Bills this week and still win MVP? What's what's the path here? <laughs> I think the path is you have one of those nights like the Cowboys had on that Thursday night primetime game versus Seattle, where the defense is getting torched. And uh, Dak and the offense were still putting up the points. They were able to get out of that game alive and with the victory. Um, uh, and so maybe maybe you have something like that. I could see Josh Allen and this Bills offense, you know, taking it to the Cowboys defense a little bit with the way that Josh Allen's able to scramble and run. And that's something that's been, you know, a challenge for Gang Quinn in this defense over the last few years. Like quarterbacks that are mobile. That, 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 that can go run and create plays with their legs is, is extremely difficult. We know what Josh Allen, of course, can do with his arms. So I think if you're talking about one of these high-flying scoring games and then Dak ends up on the wrong side of it after putting up 30-plus, you could still keep your MVP Dak hopes alive and then keep these Buffalo Bill playoff hopes alive. I think that's the ideal scenario. Is he, is he yeah. actually playing like uh, markedly better for you, or is it just like last year I remember the story on him with leading the league in picks was – you know, he had he had had a lot of tip balls, like PFF had those numbers where like he was getting unlucky with the interceptions. So like is just is it this year just that the luck has turned or is he legitimately raised his game? You know, I, I do think that a lot of it has to do with the luck turning for him. I mean, by and large throughout his career, Dak's never really been a, a turnover uh prone type guy. Last year was really the outlier and, and to me this is just him sort of getting back to himself. Uh, so we, for, for the most part, we all were talking about coming into the season like, yes, Dak is, Dak is not going to have a duplicate season when it comes to the turnovers. The biggest surprise is just how many explosive plays, again, since the bye week, but how many explosive plays this offense has had, especially with Dak in this passing game, and you still haven't had the downside of, pushing the ball down the field and inevitably that's going to result in some turnovers from time to time. And then it's just crazy that they're getting all these explosive plays right now, but they're still not turning the ball over. So, I mean, we're, we're really seeing Dak at the height of his powers where you're getting all the big chunk plays, but you're getting nothing in the way of the downside of those chunk plays, which is the turnover. So um, it, it's been, it's been pretty special. And, and to me, I think it all goes back to the offense and, and these guys being willing to change things and stress defenses on a much higher level than Kellen Moore could ever dream of. Jason Garrett, Scott Linehan, anybody that was calling plays for Dak throughout his career since he's been a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, I mean, none of those guys could do anything like what McCarthy and Schottenheimer in this offense is doing right now. And on the other side of the ball, you alluded to it. You know, There could be some struggles there, here and there. And I, I remember that Thursday night game. I sat Geno Smith because I'm like, he's not going to do anything against the Cowboys. He had like 30 points fantasy-wise, and I'm kicking myself. But how does that happen? Like, what is the formula for going against that Cowboys defense where at times they can, you know, give up points, give up yards, and teams can kind of score and move the ball against them? Yeah, I mean, this this is definitely still uh, a good defense, but – you know, defense is, is tough to be week-to-week dominant in the NFL. And, and that night against Seattle, I was with you. I was kind of seeing Seattle spiraling a little bit. I'm like, I don't see them doing much. But Gino was dealing that night. You had DK Metcalf going off. 
uh, Lockett and, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, that is a trio of wide receivers that can really get it done when they're clicking. And, uh, you know, Dan Quinn adjusted after DK Metcalf had his way with Deron Bland. He switched it up, put Gilmore on him, Stephon Gilmore, um, who also played great last week versus A.J. Brown. So, uh, you know, there, there is some things in the secondary. If the Cowboys are not getting pressure on the quarterback, which by and large they're able to do for the most part, but if they're not pressuring the quarterback, then the secondary can be a bit susceptible. You know, losing Trayvon Diggs earlier in the year, you know, it's reared its ugly head a couple of times. And for as awesome as Deron Bland has been with these interceptions for touchdowns and stuff, he's been susceptible getting beat a little bit. So, and the safeties, that's the other thing for the Cowboys. And they played really, really well the other night versus the Eagles. And that's probably the first time I can say that all year about these Cowboys safeties. And Dan Quinn is one of these guys since coming to Dallas. His defense is is – very much so a defense that relies on its safeties. They're playing three safeties at a time. And J. Ron Curse, Malik Hooker, Donovan Wilson, guys that have been playing really well over the last couple of years, they hadn't played well this year. Uh, but all of a sudden last week they did, so maybe they could start to get going. But, yeah, you can find some explosive pass plays through the air. Because also, you know, Dan Quinn this year playing a lot more man defense um, and blitzing a little bit more. So that that leaves you susceptible to Geno Smith to, to throw darts on you if, he, if he's clicking on any given night. In their secondary, we, we know Stephon Gilmore well here, obviously, started his career with the Bills, first-round pick. Um, is he someone that is traveling with other teams' number one receivers? And at the same time, what version of Gilmore are the Cowboys getting this year? No, I think they're getting the, the most the, – the most cerebral version of him and he's always been that sort of player he's never wowed you with his athleticism necessarily but um his understanding of what wide receivers want to do and and what offenses are trying to do is is some of the most impressive stuff i've seen going back to to training camp when we were in Oxnard, california and the receivers for the cowboys just marveling at like my gosh this dude is just in my hip pocket he knows where i'm gonna be uh but you can see the athleticism and some of these speed guys like early on in the season you had garrett wilson of the jets be able to you know dan quinn man coverage here he is there's a there's a dig route and and it's zach wilson to garrett wilson and it's like 60 plus yards for a touchdown just because you get the young speed of a guy like garrett wilson you know gilmore doesn't uh, necessarily match up super great with those guys right now but you know by and large throughout the season gilmore was not traveling but that night that night versus the seahawks after dk metcalf had his way with deron bland in, in the first half dan quinn was like all right Forget this. Gilmore, you're traveling with DK wherever he goes. And a lot of that you saw once again um, this past weekend with the Eagles uh, and A.J. Brown, who's kind of that similar build, giant, wide receiver, strong dude. Deron Bland didn't, uh, didn't match up with him, and so they wanted to have Gilmore on him. So I don't know if you'll see that this week based on you know, the guys that you have with Buffalo we'll see. Maybe they want, you know, maybe Quinn wants Gilmore to match up on Diggs, but that's not something we've seen other than the last two weeks with DK Metcalf in the second half of that game. And then last week with AJ Brown, I don't see Stefan Diggs being the same type of physicality, you know, physical receiver um, that those other two guys are. So I don't know. I think it's kind of a coin flip, whether or not you'll see Gilmore travel, but he's definitely been good. He made some big, you know, veteran uh, plays, big time tackles at the end of that game last week um, or the other night versus the Eagles. He had the forced fumble. That was good. So He's not like super lockdown, shutdown dude, but he's been he's been really nice to have for this defense. He's played a long time. He's still playing at a high level. It's awesome to to see guys in in, in that state, you know, 
late in their career being able to do those things. Eric, you brought something up interesting. I've always wanted to ask somebody who covers the Cowboys, what is it like going to California for training camp when you live in Dallas and the team's based there? Like, we, our training camp situation is an hour and a half away, right? Like, I stay in the dorm every couple nights uh, on St. John Fisher College so that I don't have to come home and back and three-hour drive. But how does that work for you as a reporter to go to California to cover training camp? Dude, it is it is absolutely freaking epic. Like I, we 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 thank we thank Jerry Jones every single summer when we get to get out of the scorching hot heat that is uh, all over us here in the summer months in you know in the, in the DFW area. So it's beautiful for us. Our families are jealous as as we hop on that plane and go into the uh, the West Coast weather. It's just wonderful, and uh, and you know they have a couple of different. Uh, a couple of different rules and regulations out there that you can get away with, if you know what I'm saying. So we have ourselves a good time. It, it's uh, it's a real. But do you, do you stay out there the whole time? Do you come back? How does it normally work for the people who cover the team? Like, how do you come back and then go back out? I mean, that's a long time to be away from your family and friends. Yeah, no, it is a long time for for, for us personally. You know, we uh, we at, at the radio station, we just go for about. We usually go for anywhere from ten days to two weeks. Gotcha. Um, the the people that work for the team, like the Cowboys.com and then like the, the everyday beat writers, you know, a lot of those people are out there for the entire time that, that ends up being, you know, a long time. That'd be too much for my wife to be able to handle, to be quite honest with you, but it's a good time for us. 10, 14 days getaway. And, uh, and, and Jerry, Jerry does it right, dude. I mean, Jerry's not cutting any corners. I'm talking about like, like Portage on bathrooms that would make you feel like they're nicer than the ones you have at your own house. You're like, my dear God, this is phenomenal. <laughs> They got tri tip steak. Just they're just throwing it out there with the horseradish and whatnot. So I mean, they they do it right. It's uh, it, it's a pretty special trip every year for sure. On, on Jerry Jones, well, I by can the attest. Way. Go, go ahead, Sal. Hold on, real quick, Joe. Yeah, I, I can attest to this. When the Bills played Thanksgiving in 2019 in Dallas, I will tell you to this day, Eric, the best. I mean, I know it's Thanksgiving. I, I get it. So they're gonna go a little maybe the extra mile with the turkey. The best media press box food like I've experienced in the league, for sure. Dude, far and away. I was actually going to ask you guys because mm-hmm. I'm not making a trip to Buffalo this weekend, okay. but a lot of my buddies are, and they're going out there for the first time, and they're like, I wonder you know, what the eating situation is because we get spoiled at AT&T Stadium, and it's the greatest thing ever. What type? Of, what, what's the what's the hospitality factor? I'm hoping to get like some legit buffalo wings if I'm a media member yeah. going out to going out to Buffalo. It's good. You might if you're a media member coming out to Buffalo, that might the move might be get your wing fix before the game. Yep. You know, like go out to there's a there's a million you know some are better than others, but there's a million amazing spots locally that you can go to. Um, and th- I know they've had wings in the stadium but it's not like a weekly occurrence like you might you might show up like oh i'm gonna get some some buffalo some some chicken wings and whatever and they, they might be you know i i don't like it could be something, something else completely on the different. menu for the press box yeah something yeah. with pico de gallo on it for all i know <laughs> okay I, I will pass that along to my buddies yeah get you some buffalo wings before you get to the game because that's yeah. a bit of a coin flip okay that's good i'm 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 really honestly bummed I mean, I know not tons of people are, like, dying to get to Buffalo, New York in December, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's going to be relatively mild from a weather standpoint. I am a freaking chicken wing fanatic, so I am, like, kicking oh, myself man. pissed off that I'm not coming on this trip. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. The, well, yeah, the weather's not going to be that bad. losses and, and get you out here, man. But, yeah, it's listen, 
And the weather's not going to be bad. We we might get some rain. Uh, that's actually starting to come over, you know, today. But you're right; it's not going to be some big snowstorm or anything like that. We've actually had a very we've had very little snow so far at all here in Buffalo. You know, knock on wood this time of year. But Joe's right about that. And the the advantage is the game is until 4:25 Eastern time Sunday. So tell your media friends who are coming; they have plenty of time Saturday night. Hit up the spots. Don't worry; there's plenty of places to go get wings. You can't go wrong. That's the play, like Joe said. So have them go out Saturday night and enjoy their wing their. Uh, their wing fix beautiful beautiful appreciate the recommendation boys that's fantastic you got it you got it um go ahead joe were you gonna ask something on jerry jones yeah let me let me sneak one last thing in for you eric real quick because their jones is like the general manager right like and you tell me if if i'm off base here at all in terms of his role but i look at that roster and think like okay that's a that's one of the better complete rosters in football and uh, you know Jones will be get a will get a lot of criticism for certain things, but does he deserve you know a lot of credit for putting this thing together? Given that he's not just the owner, but he is listed as the general manager. He is the de facto general manager, that is for sure. And uh, yeah, he, he he gets credit because any decision that gets made ultimately he has final say. Uh, but I will say the the biggest credit to Jerry is, is the people that he surrounded himself with, in particular. Uh, president of the, you know, uh, uh, football operations or whatever his title is, but um, it's Will McClay. Will McClay is the guy who, you know, if you were, if, if you took Jerry out of the equation, who wants to have the, the general manager, you know, title, Will McClay is the guy that is, is really running that show in terms of all the, you know, he's running the scouting department and the Cowboys have a great scouting department. There's scouts all over the country that are that are rocking and rolling for them and the Cowboys draft extremely well they get criticized for you know not making splashes in free agency uh, but they draft extremely well they, they made some nice moves you know where you're trading a fifth round pick for Brandon Cooks you're trading a fifth round pick for Stephon Gilmore you know those things were nice to see from them but yeah I mean listen like Jerry gets Jerry gets the credit ultimately I guess um but I would say Will McClay is the name, and the Cowboys have okay. paid him like he's a superstar general manager because he could go be a general manager for any team in football. Uh, but he's the guy that, that's the, the real maestro. Okay. Eric, um, I know I enjoyed this. I think Joe did, too. Really good yeah. stuff, man. We really appreciate you jumping on today and giving us some insight on the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Sorry we're going to miss you, but I will talk to you guys uh, pregame on Sunday as well uh, down the uh, Odyssey Sister Station uh, bat hotline, I guess. Yes, absolutely. We got we got ourselves a little home and home situation. It's an honor to be on with you boys. Love uh, hanging out in the Queen City. Always have, even though I've never been there. So uh, appreciate you guys. Love you. All right, thank you very much, Thanks, Eric uh, Chiafalo from uh, 105.3 The Fan in uh, in Dallas. Thanks, buddy. Be good. All right, good stuff there. That was good insight on um, on the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm, yeah. I'm coming away feeling a little more confident in the game because Joe, like a few people I've talked to about Dallas, said, "Look, I mean, they're a good team." I mean, they're they're not they're they're beatable though. You could you could make some plays on them. So it didn't come up really in the course of that conversation, unless I missed it for a second. But the thing about the Cowboys this year is they have struggled on the road. They, if you look mm. at three so three. not not at all of them, but they have two they have two definitive good wins, like blowout wins on the road. And who are they against? Week one, forty to nothing against the Giants who we've seen have turned out to be pretty bad. And they beat the Panthers, 33-10. to Their other road games this year, they lost at Arizona. They got rolled 42-10 to by the Niners. 
They lost to the Eagles 28 to 23, and they barely beat the Chargers 20 to 17. I don't even know if I want to count that as a road game because LA Chargers never have their own fans. Dallas a national fan base. I didn't watch that game. I'm going to assume that Dallas filled that place up with their own fans, but that's, you know, all but two of their games this year on the road, they have struggled and again, the only two that that didn't happen was against Carolina and the and the Giants. Yeah, they're 7 and 0 oh at home, 3 and 3 on the road. And Joe, and if you want if you believe in these kinds of things, which I do, like getting a team at the right time for certain reasons, they're coming off a big big home victory against the Eagles. And Joe, that was their third straight home game. The Cowboys have not been on the road since November 12th. It is now yeah. going to be, they're going to play December 17th. That is almost five weeks of not being on the road. And I do think those things can matter. Uh, when a team starts feeling itself at home, and then bam, you got to shock the system, go to Buffalo on the road. It's going to be a little colder. So, hey, I'm looking for anything here, folks, right? You never know. Bills, Cowboys, Sunday, 425 p.m. Sabres tonight against the Avalanche. It's a 930 p.m. puck drop TNT game. So that's why it's a 9.30 p.m. puck drop. We'll have the pregame for you here at 8.30 on WGR. In the meantime, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back here. We'll uh, take some more of your phone calls on the Extra Point Show. It's a Wednesday. Bills. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Getting ready for the Cowboys the walkthrough later today. Point Joe rolls along here on WGR. Let's go to the phone lines. Get connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Walter in Toronto has been waiting patiently. Hey, Walter. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, I just got to thinking with the call-up uh, from the practice squad, I think McDermott might have been listening to the show uh, Monday morning because uh, there was a lot of talk. I called in saying that uh, the Cowboys are vulnerable in the deep ball, and uh, sure enough, I think I think that's what, that's the plan of attack uh, for Sunday. A couple quick questions. Uh, uh, one is, uh, what time is that rain supposed to be blowing in uh, Sunday? I'm, I'm reading, like, you know, much later. And and secondly, this uh, Tommy DeVito kid, I mean, is this kid for real? 
And uh, if he is, like, what, what do the Giants do with that big contract? And and uh, you know what? He might look good as a Bill. This kid, if if the if the if the Bills can poach him, just uh, curious about your thoughts on that. Have a good day, gentlemen. Thanks, Walter. As someone with uh, Sal Italian heritage, I'm very <laughs> much enjoying the Tommy DeVito yeah. phenomenon right now with the uh, the Italian and fingers. And the national media is eating all of that up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, the, all of the different stories. Good Morning America did <laughs> like agents. a story on his parents like that had a tailgate with like they were passing out chicken cutlets, yep. right? And like chicken parm. And, yep. um, I will say though, whoever... I'm assuming the media votes on this, or maybe I don't know, actually. Whoever votes on Player of the Week, they went too far. They went too far. He should not have been NFC Player of the Week. He had like 150 yards passing. Like, he was fine. He didn't turn the ball over. He was efficient. But come on, guys. He had 150 yards passing. He shouldn't have been Player of the Week for the NFC. Did Zach Wilson deserve Player of the Week in the AFC? That's a better that's or not, that's not a better question. That is a good question too. He he's more deserving more, than Devito, right? He had he had his best game as a pro, right? He had three hundred yards, three hundred yards, and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, like maybe I could find someone else that, that's more deserving, but Wilson would at least be in the conversation, right? Because he threw for three hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns, one fifty. Come on, one fifty. No, we went we went too far. But I I am enjoying Devito. I'll say that that wasn't Walter's only. I'm question. looking right now. I think yeah, it looks like uh, ooh Jake Browning could have one. He had a rating of one twenty two. He had a really nice game, but two seventy five. He didn't throw for three hundred. Um, yeah. Lamar had three sixteen. Will Levis three twenty seven. But I have no problem looking at this list quarterback wise with Zach Wilson winning the player of the week. But you're right, one hundred percent about you know Tommy Devito. Okay, so a few things Walter that I'll get to to touch on real quick. Number one. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves on Tommy DeVito. He looked really good. It was a nice game. Brian Dable's an excellent coach, quarterback, helping him out. You know, quarterback's coach helping him out to offensive coordinator, offensive mm-hmm. coach. Like, that's great. Tommy DeVito did go to Syracuse. I'm familiar with him. He transferred to Illinois. I've been kind of following his career a little bit, you know, over the years. I, let's just slow down a little bit. I mean, he looks, yes, he's had a, a nice little couple games here. Um, I mean, would he look good in a Bills uniform? I don't know. Poaching him. That, that's just way down the road. He's under contract to the New York Giants anyway. And I've been mean, talking about what they would do with their big contract. I, I would tell you this. I, I, I would think there's a very, very little chance the Giants are thinking this kid is a franchise quarterback. And they probably think it's really nice what he's done. It's nice to have him on the roster. But, Walter, I think that's going a little too far um, to answer that question. Number two, um, the weather. Well, here, I'll just tell you, I don't. I am also reading later in the day, but I'm just telling you that Patrick Hammer texted me today to say, hey, do you remember when we spoke last Friday? I said there's a system that will be lurking. It appeared it would be too far to the east. However, he said the trend is it could bring some rain to the game right now, but it's still too early to tell. So that's all. So we don't know exactly yet. And he also, there were a couple questions in there. The big play factor, we mentioned that with Justin Shorter uh, Mm -hmm. a second ago, probably not going to play against Dallas. You never know, but open the practice window to me like I I do wonder about digs for that and whether you know like they want to change his role a little bit he has not really ever been this guy with the bills in terms of his primary role he has of course caught balls down the field I mean in the playoffs last year against Miami there was a big one down the field Tennessee there was a big one the Rams you know he's had a bunch of them with the bills don't get me wrong 
But that final mm-hmm. year with Minnesota, they basically asked him to be Gabe Davis. He ran deep routes, and that was pretty much it. A 94 targets, which is like half of what he gets now with the Bills. He had 1,100 yards and six touchdowns, averaging 18 yards a reception. And now he's five years older than that. Can he still incorporate that into his game? Because for a team that is lacking deep weapons down the field, here's a guy that, yes, does everything else, but that has been part of that everything else. And I'm, I am wondering if he still has that, because that's not really the way he's been used, especially by Joe Brady in the last couple of weeks, is down the field. Yeah, and I, look, you had a stat earlier you put out, like the, the different, you know, since the last month or whatever it was, the yeah. receivers. yeah. You could take that one of two ways. I'm looking at it thinking, is this good or bad, to be quite honest? Because I'm seeing mm, lack of production from your top wideouts you really need. Yep. But, Joe, like, then I'm thinking, wait a minute, but look at the way they're spreading it out. And the offense is – now, I know they scored only 20 against Kansas City. Very good defense. That's actually more than Kansas City allows on average. And before that, they'd scored 32 uh, and 34 against the Jets and the Eagles. So I'm looking yeah. at that stat that you tweeted out, and I'm like – I don't think that has to be a bad thing. I don't know how you meant it when you put it out, if it was negative or positive, but I think you could look at it either way. I thought it was just interesting that, like, you know, Diggs and Kincaid are fourth and fifth in receiving yards in the last month, Mm -hmm. and no one, I don't think anybody would predict that. Um, I don't think it has to be a good or a bad thing either. I thought it was just more curious of, like, what what it looks like, how well balanced they are, Mm -hmm. you know, where there's five guys between 150 and 200 in the last month. My question would be, how sustainable is it? And I don't really mm-hmm. feel like I'm leaning one way or the other on that. Like, can you just be this well-balanced the rest of the way and win? I, I think the answer to that could be yes. Could you run into problems? I think the answer to that also could be yes. I think what you'd like to have, and what you might think is happening right now, is defenses are keying in on digs saying to themselves, guys, if we just take digs away and make the other pass catchers beat us, they won't be able they won't have success doing that. And what the Bills have found, especially under Brady, is oh, we can do that. We're, we're and a lot of it's been James Cook. And I thought about I'm thinking about the Niners a little bit for that. Because they're an offense, the Bills don't have the weapons the Niners do. I'm not saying that. But McCaffrey is someone that is such a threat to catch the ball out of the backfield that mm-hmm. I do feel like you can't really focus in on Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk because then you're leaving McCaffrey and he'll torch you if you do that. And maybe the Bills, what they've done in the last couple of weeks, have made defenses say, okay, we can't focus all our energy on Diggs because they've got a running back that if he's against our linebackers one-on-one, we're giving up big plays. And if Cook's emergence can kind of you know, open digs back up a little bit in the past game. I think that's where you really want to end up is I don't need Cook to have to be their leading receiver week in and week out, but if defenses can start respecting him more as a as a weapon, then then the digs yardage might go back organically, I think. Go back up. Yeah, the team the team they're playing this week does that a lot. Tony Pollard, forty nine catches on the year. He's a, he's a really nice player out of the backfield. That helps CD Lamb. That helps Ferguson, and that helps Cooks and those guys. So uh, this is a team with a lot of weapons. We'll take a time out here. We'll come back. We'll wrap up your Wednesday on the Extra Point Show on WGR.
I forgot to do this when we came back last time. I need to correct myself. I'm super sorry, everybody. The Sabres game tonight is at 10 o'clock. Right. It's yes. not at um, 9.30. And I said that. And I and the reason why, Joe, I was looking at, a, at an app, and it had at 9.30. Normally, it's only the actual times of the games mm. that it lists on this app. But apparently, it's listing the pregame coverage on TNT. Of course, we'll have pregame starting at 9 o'clock. But that's why I did that. Yes. No, no. I, it was like... Uh... I saw a commercial too, where it's like coverage starts at nine thirty, which that's always an easy thing to do too. Um, yeah. So what is so? Ten, what is it? Ten o'clock in Denver is an eight o'clock start. Which, I, Joe, that's a late home game though. It's a late home game start. It's going to be ten o'clock here. It's going to be eight o'clock there. Yeah. That's, that's eight o'clock's a late home game start. I hear complaints about that a, a bunch on uh, hockey Twitter. Avalanche fans are not oh, a do. fan of that. Um, they yeah. they get it a lot, but. Not yeah. fans of it. There are well, uh, anyway couple quick news items. Okay, go ahead. Antonio Pierce just said the Raiders head coach. He does not know who will start at quarterback tomorrow against the Chargers, and it could be Jimmy Garoppolo. So he could re-enter the lineup. That's the Chargers and Raiders. That game doesn't matter. But the Raiders play some teams of Bills' interest later in the season. So if it's Garoppolo, maybe right. you might think they're a little better off. Um. NFL expected to pursue hosting Super Bowl in 2027 at SoFi Stadium. They were just there uh, a couple of years ago for Rams and Bengals. And then what was the last thing I just had open here? Oh, did you see the news about the NFL wanting to play games in Brazil? It was actually what I wanted to talk to you about this segment. Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, now, now there is one team that has the international rights to Brazil, I read. Mm-hmm. You know how each team has like a market, an yep. international market? Yep. Do you know who that team is? For Brazil, uh, Miami would be my guess. Yes, Miami. It is. It's Miami Dolphins. Yep. So I wonder if they'll put Miami next year as a home team and home game in Brazil, even though it's the NFC, which has the extra game next year on the schedule. Yeah, I read at. Um, I guess are they going to vote? I guess on also increasing the frequency of hosting international games. I think I read that today. Maybe. I'm not sure. I do know that Spain is in the mix for 2025, I believe. Yeah, here we go. The the league owners are expected at the next owners' meetings to vote on, instead of uh, being required to host an international game once every eight years, it'll now be once every four years. Mm. And Pro Football Talk was writing about that this morning, that they wonder, you know, again, like Florio with the league circles, you know, talk. Um, yeah, yeah. said that the league would like to eventually get to a place where they are playing 16 international games in a season, and every team will have the same schedule set up. You'll have eight home games, eight road games, and one neutral site game, and that'll be like a normal NFL scheduling uh, procedure. I believe that. I do think they'd like to go to that model yeah. uh, at some point, but we're going to get with our NFL circles as we uh, head on out of here because i got to get over to <laughs> yeah. the Bills' uh, media session. The team is just ending on their walkthrough here shortly, and then we'll hear from select players. In the meantime, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Joe will have his sneaky starts and sits for your playoff fantasy football. I'll have Three Dog Thursday. We'll get you ready for the Thursday night game, see who's starting for the Raiders in that one. It's a bit of a thing to watch with the Chargers and their situation and Easton Stick playing and the Bills facing him in a week. In the meantime, Sabres Live, up next here on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.